We're supposed to be able to describe our PhD in simple terms, right? That's one of the main things we're encouraged to do from the start. Well, I'm near the end of mine. It's written up and I'm correcting it, but I still don't know how to do that. Every time I try to say or write that it's about this or that or the other, it just doesn't fit succinctly into a sentence or two. It's a history about four composers of early electroacoustic music, before digital technology, before synthesizers, when the composers were also electronics inventors who experimented with the physics of sound to make their own electronic gadgets. Composers still do that now, of course. In fact, there is a surge of interest in building your own bespoke analogue equipment. But the interesting thing about back then, the period I'm interested in, the late 1950s to the beginning of the 1970s, is that it was new. Many people like John Cage, Pierre Schaeffer and the Bauhaus artists had already been experimenting with electronic sound since the 1930s. And even in 1917, Eric Satie composed the music for Jean Cocteau's Parade using non-instrumental sounds or everyday noises. In fact, going way back to the late 19th century, it was the invention of sound recording that dramatically changed the way we think about music. Audio recording meant that sounds could be stopped from their continuous trajectory in space and time. They could be analysed, manipulated, and ordinary everyday noises could be made musical. One problem with trying to research and write a history is that you become drawn into making broad generalisations relating to events, dates and times, but you can't pinpoint facts or events to certain times because everything is based on what went before it. No one is ever the first or last to do this or that. Music historian Frederick Goldbeck says, Music doesn't come from sound, it comes from music. I.e. all music is based on the music that came before it, whether Bach or Beethoven or electroacoustic music. So what is electroacoustic music? It takes the premise that any sound or noise can be used in a musical way. Marc Battier sums it up as a form of art music that uses technology. I believe there are two kinds of music, art music and dance music. Both can be acoustic or electronic. One you can dance to, and the other you can't. That's not completely true, but you don't generally go along to a concert of art music to have a dance. You go to sit or stand and listen. And then Marc Battier also says it's a music that uses technology. This has led my research to question, what is technology? What does the word mean? A simple look-up in the dictionary shows that it doesn't mean equipment or software. It actually means the use and application of equipment in the making of something. Use, application, making. It isn't the equipment itself in the way that we tend to use the word technology these days. Programming scholars like Federica Frabetti, Wendy Chun and Catherine Hales suggest that it is becoming increasingly destructive to use the word technology in this narrow, detached way. Their point, and one made by Derrida and Heidegger amongst others, is that we are technology. It is simply human ideas, actions and intentions. 
The more we perceive it as something outside of ourselves, something that we need to call an engineer for during presentations, or something that is over there and how it works is someone else's problem, the more we become vulnerable to its potential malfunction and the more that software manufacturers can exploit its deep opacity. In electroacoustic music, composers are always digging around and challenging their equipment to do new things. Back in the period of my research, which I have called the APP, the Analog Peak Period, before digital took over, but not before it first came along, which had happened long before thanks to Ada Lovelace, my four composers knew their equipment inside out, how to use it and what it was capable of, and they therefore challenged it constantly to do new things, beyond what it said on the tin. For example, the humble reel-to-reel tape recorder, which back then was brand new state-of-the-art equipment, was designed for recording speech for broadcast radio and TV programmes. Radio engineers Pierre Schaefer and Daphne Oram started experimenting with recorded speech, environment sounds or music to see what it sounded like slowed down, or sped up or reversed, or what happens to the sound if you put your hand on the tape as it goes past to make it wobble a bit. And what happens if you fade up the output fader whilst in record? It starts to make that horrible screeching feedback sound. But if you control it very carefully, you can turn that into beautiful ringing tones. That was how electroacoustic music came about. So technology is people, not things. People experimenting, tinkering, playing about with stuff to see what happens. But this isn't what my thesis is about. Like I said, it's about four composers. They are Beatrice Ferreira, Delia Derbyshire, Eliane Radig, and Teresa Rampazzi from four different countries. It's about their studio craft and the integration of electronic equipment with music aesthetics. All of them recorded their own sounds and challenged the tape recorder to perform as a musical instrument to make a kind of music that was free from traditional music rules and based purely on listening and tinkering with electronic equipment to create new sound worlds. I've talked about technology as tinkering. What about listening? What is it? What does it mean and how do we do it? Gemma Fiorama has written a philosophy of listening called The Other Side of Listening. She argues that how we listen is controlled and constrained by the culture and society that we live in. We listen fundamentally to keep ourselves alive and safe. Shame you can't hear the coronavirus. If we hear something that we don't recognise, we are alerted, we are drawn to investigate, our ears don't ignore the unrecognisable and we generally, at first, don't like it. It comes as a warning and we instinctively reject the unknown. So this is the case with electroacoustic music. It's made up of sounds, newly created by each composer, which haven't been heard before. Sounds that don't resemble any traditional musical instrument. These days, synthesised sound is everywhere, in pop music, in orchestral music, increasingly, in everything. But back then, during the APP, it wasn't commonplace at all to hear musical sound that wasn't played on musical instruments. This is why it interests me. These composers were intense but open listeners 
not just waiting for the recognisable, for something to compare with what they had heard before or what their culture determines to be musical. These composers were listening to and creating brand new sounds without fear of judgment or comparison to the music rules of the past, and they dared to call it music. Electroacoustic art music hasn't really changed that much. It is still weird, experimental, and my children find it hilarious. You can't really dance to it because it doesn't tend to have much metric rhythm or tune. It's just about listening and allowing the sensation of the sound to resonate inside the body, and however that is experienced will be unique to each person. The musical sounds that you've been hearing here are my own, influenced by the music of these four composers and using their techniques with the reel-to-reel tape machine. My sounds have been heard at exhibitions, conferences and occasionally on the radio or TV or concerts. I finished with an electroacoustic piece that I made for a conference at HEAD in Geneva on desertification and the Anthropocene. It's made from recordings of the inside of sand dunes using hydrophones. This is a sound where almost nothing happens, just sand gently shifting around the microphones. The deep roots of desert grasses rattle in the distance in the breeze, or insects come along with their own noises and occasionally there is some drama, a fight or something. Who knows what went on down there in the holes that I dug to place my microphones. So there is a narrative to start this piece, as the sounds then gradually morph into something more abstract, unrecognisable and electroacoustic. And I still haven't managed to explain my PhD succinctly. Sorry about that. Thank you. 